This is an SJC Radio production. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Good evening and welcome to episode nine. Joined as usual by Joe and Ed. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, good evening. Joe, I think you want to say something? We have got our 200th podcast listener. Excellent. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. That, that, that's very impressive. Starting out, I never thought never thought it, that, that could happen. So that's, that's great news. I think when we started out, we would have been happy with one yes. podcast yeah. listener. So... <laughs> So it's 200. Yes. 200 different listeners. Well, now I've just looked. It's well, it, might be the same, it might be the same listening to it 200 times, of course. But well, now look, yeah. it's up to 216 already. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Um, what have we got up first today? Race reports. Oh, okay. So we're obviously we're going to be talking about both F1 and MotoGP. Should we go with F1 first? Now, yeah, I, I didn't watch, I've only watched the YouTube highlights. Ed, your thoughts? I thought it was a very good race. Ooh, I really? thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the podium was unexpected uh, with Hamilton winning the race from back at sixth on the grid, where normally you'd expect the Mercedes to be right up there um, qualifying in P1 too. And then Sergio Perez with his first podium of the season. Really? Uh, really good driver, mate. Qualified P3. Um, and then some trouble from his teammate Lance Stroll, put him back further in the grid. And he got promoted up to P2. And then Sebastian Vettel as well with his first that's, podium of the season. That's his first. That's I, saw, I saw the statistic wow. where I think it's the, the third or maybe even only the fourth time where Sebastian Vettel had um, outqualified his teammate this whole 2020. Yeah. Which is incredible for a, a driver of the ability of Sebastian. I'm pleased for him. I am pleased for him. Yeah. Because it's always a bit sad when you see a driver who's had so much success in the past um, struggling a bit. Mm-hmm. So, and he's been completely outdone by his sort of teammate. And also, um, just to add, Leclerc almost um, clinched that podium as well um, after overtaking Perez earlier on in the lap. But then he, I think, ran wide at second to last. Yeah, um, letting sort of, Perez and Vettel. Well, it was actually, I think, on that second to last corner, he let in a dive bomb. Perez went a bit wide. Uh, very exciting end. Great, great let, uh, last lap. Mm. The Ferrari's closing in on, on, on the racing point. The, the, the thing, there was an issue, wasn't there, with grip? Wasn't there? Uh, yeah, well, it was, it was raining quite heavily and it was a newly tarmacked, newly uh, surfaced uh, race. 
surface. Yes. And uh, so it's really sli uh, slippery and slightly. They had no grip at all, did they? I mean, and, uh, I've never Kimi seen. Reichenen, um, said it was it was less grip there than when he went ice um, ice driving. I've never Finland. seen cars at the start of a race appearing to go so in incredibly slowly. It looks as if they weren't moving. Max so when the lights went off, Max Verstappen yeah. got a terrible he, start. He hardly got off the line. Yeah. Um, you just see him plummeting in the. Yeah. Of course, what was the biggest? Yeah. You say you know Vettel getting a podium was the biggest upset. Actually, no. that wasn't the biggest upset. The biggest upset, upset was on Saturday. Of course, it was. Yeah. Joe, what was? Tell us about Saturday. <laughs> Lance Stroll. Well, I mean, there were multiple surprises. It was yeah. amazing qualifying. Yeah. But Lance Stroll got his first pole position. Now I encounter lots of people that just say. You know, Lance Stroll is, is not, not skilled, doesn't mm. deserve to be an F1, mm. um, just because of daddy's money. And I, I partly partly agree with those. I know I, you're not a big fan, I know that. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he would be an F1, but he's definitely got some skill just to control the car, let alone yeah. get a pole position. Yeah. Do we, do, do we know, because where did Perez qualify? P3. P3. Do, do we know, what the, do, do, do we know how that happened? Do we know that happened? I mean, did they just get the setup right? or? Uh, I think they went out on wet straight away and in Q3, because uh, it's a very short time period, yeah. just 10 minutes, yeah. where everyone else, I think, tried to go out on the inters. Oh, I see. Uh, Racing right. Point started out with the wets, right. got a good lap with clear air, yeah. and then when uh, Verstappen, who was quickest throughout... Um, P1, P2, yeah. P3, Q1, Q2, and then not Q3. Mm. Um, Racing Point started on those wets. Obviously, had data to show them that it was quicker. And uh, when clearer, set some good, good fast laps. But I think actually Stroll's pole position was uh, came in quite late. Mm. Um, but it was it was a good lap overall. Yeah. Minimal mistakes. Um, both both Alfa Romeos got into Q3. That was that's a great the, story. Both of them. Both of them. It's the first time, obviously, this year. And then after that, um, I think they sort of do did fall down the order as you would expect because they didn't really deserve to get into you Q3. But um, the qualifying pace of the Alfa Romeo was, 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 was decent. Yeah, it was disappointing. Outqualified, I think, both. Or Kimi Räikkönen outqualified both the McLarens. The most disappointing thing of the weekend for me was that we, we didn't see really the Turkey at its best. You didn't see... I, I guess didn't see anybody going flat through turn eight because it yeah. was it wet throughout the race. Uh, it started to dry up at the end. Yeah, so you never it really. Was, it was never slick weather. Yeah, it we, was never. I mean, flat. if you saw, saw Hamilton's or Stroll's um, tyres at the end of the race, yeah. they looked like. Slicks. It would have been nice to have seen them going flat out round. Yeah, I don't think yeah, they would have been dry. There was so little grip. Or even in the dry, it would have been difficult. The new surfaced. Um, okay, are there any dramatic changes to the? Championship order. I mean, what, that, what about that battle? Because we're more interested in the battle of the fourth. Yeah, I mean, in the that says a lot about the current state of Formula One, where our interest the is in the third fourth and place. The um, constructors is really interesting. Well, of course, third now due to Ferraris. To do, okay, we're talking constructors now. Yeah, so constructors third is getting really interesting. Can I? Can I? Can I guess? I mean, let's have yeah. a guess. If, if anything, well, there's I, probably. I'm assuming that Racing Point are coming into contention. Racing Point are in third at the moment. They're in third at the moment. Um, McLaren, McLaren must be there. McLaren is second, just five points behind. Okay, and who's behind that? Renault, 136. And How far are Renault behind? So only 13 points. So, oh, okay. What about so the Drivers' Championship? If, for, so for any of these teams, a okay. decent race result for right. both their drivers and their Getting, and of course, that means a lot. If they finish third, it means they got they get a lot more money in yeah. the season. And what especially are, with the new rule with the extra point for fastest lap, 
Yeah. Um, Lando Norris got that on oh, really? Sunday, okay. uh, which will help McLaren as well. Very good. What about drivers? And we're looking at, we're only interested in the fourth place. Yeah. So it was Ricardo, wasn't it? Uh, is it still Ricardo? It is not. Oh, um, is it Perez? It is Perez. Seeing exactly 100 points, Daniel Ricardo, who's in sixth. Oh, only right. four points behind with Leclerc in fifth on ninety seven points. So that we've got is really so we got three really drivers nice. within four points of each other for fourth place. Yes. And we've got how many races to go? Three. 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 Two at Bahrain, one at Abu Dhabi. Right. Okay. Very good. Uh, let's move on to MotoGP. Uh, it was Valencia again. Um, predictions. We didn't do terribly well with the predictions. I said Alex Rins. I think he finished. Fourth, actually, you said. Who did you go for? <laughs> did you say Jack Miller? I did, yes. Well, he did. He came second. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, tell you what, he almost won it. That last lap was brilliant. So on the last lap, I mean, we had Morbidelli dominated the race. Mm-hmm. Last lap, um, you know, Miller. It was w- very close at the end. Well, they, they. Miller, I think they were probably. I've got three, it up here, zero point zero nine three. But on that last lap, there are about three changes for the lead on that last lap. Um, so that was very exciting. And in fact, um, all the races were good. Moto3 was very good. Moto2, best Moto2 race of the year. Um, Moto2 was won by Jorge Martin, but actually he was, I think he was in third place going into the last lap. Uh, Fabio DG Antonio was leading the last lap, but fell off. He's never won a Moto2 race before. Um, but going back, so let's go back to MotoGP. Of course, what was the big news, MotoGP? Not so much the race result. Uh, it's the fact that John Mir wrapped up the uh, driver's title. He has indeed. He has indeed. What was interesting, they were saying, start the season, they asked the riders to name the, the, the top five challenges for the championship. Not one rider had Mir down as a potential um, champion this year. Nobody had him down in their top five. So it is quite extraordinary because last year Mir didn't feature at all. Now second place because Morbid sorry because um, Morbidelli won the race. There we go. Morbidelli won. That was his third win of the season. That puts him. Who's in second place in the championship? Second place is Morbidelli. Okay, and how many points is he on? 142. Okay, third must be Rins. Yep. And he's on? 138 points. Okay, so we're interested in second place. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's going to be interesting. Um, so second place is up for grabs. Let's go to Moto2 Championship standings. Because Alex Lowe's, who has been dominating the championship. Sorry, I made that mistake last week. You would have thought I might have learned from last week. Sam Lowe's, not Alex, who's been dominating. He had a bad crash in practice and he's hurt he hurt his um arm so he's a chap who who's who's i think he's won the the previous three races i think he's out of the championship because well, he's, he's, he's got an injured arm yeah and the next race is, is this weekend i don't think he'll be 100 percent fit by then so that's everything the chap who won it that was i said already it was jorge martin well he's not in the championship hunt but bezeki well he was second Going into the last lap, what was he leading going into the last lap? He ended up, he ended up in third place. Um, can you give us the, can you give us the top four in the Moto2? It is very close. In first in the championship for Moto2 is an Air Bastianini, 
Singer, 194 points. 194, yeah. Uh, second, Sam Lowe's, not Alex. Yeah. 180 points. Oh, that's, oh, hold on, that's a 14-point lead 14-point lead for Bastian. And Rangers. I can't see Sam Lowe's featuring the weekend, so I, okay. And who's in third? Uh, Luca Marini, uh, 176 points. And then fourth, just five points behind, Marco Bezzecchi. Well, Bastianini should win. Should be, but Bezeki seems to be the man in form. Right, and have you got Moto 3 there? Because Moto 3, I talked about Moto 3 last uh, week. Um, Albert Arenas, I think, has led the championship from the very beginning. Um, but he's had a little bit of uh, ill luck. And Ayagora was very close last week in the championship. Um, I'll tell you what, the race was won by Tony Arbolino. Now, he's actually in with the shadow in the championship now. So, I know the top three. The top three is going to be Arenas, um, Agura, Arbolino. Do you have the points there, Ed? Yes. Okay, so, what, what Arenas the points? on 170 points yep. in first. Agura, 162 points. And then uh, Tony Arbolino, 159 points. Very good. Right. Um, moving on. What have we got next? Test the teacher. I think you've got some questions for us. Uh, we do. I'll start off with my one for Sir. Okay. Uh, so we'll start off with the uh, 1980s. In fact, that will be all three questions Good. this Good. week. And we'll start off with who replaced Derek Daly at Williams in 1983? It's not an easy question. That's 83. Um, yeah, I do know the answer. Uh, it's a chap called Jack Lafitte. It's Jack Lafitte. No, it's not. Hold on. In 83. Let me think about that some more. 83. It was Jack Lafitte. 83. Williams team. 83. Let me think a little bit more. 83. Still seeing Jack Lafitte. What are the options there? A, Alan Jones. No. B, Jack Lafitte. That's the one I said. And C, Carlos Reutemann. Yeah, the answer is definitely B, Jacques Lafitte. I'm sorry, sir, but here no. it says question two. Did the answer is C, check that. Carlos Rootman. That, that is wrong. <laughs> trust me. Right, okay. okay. Right, hold on. Listeners, trust me. Go on the internet, check who the Williams drivers were in 1983, and I can guarantee you that Jacques Lafitte replaced Derek Daly in the Williams team in 1983. In fact, Ed's doing this as we speak. So... So, uh, okay, so I'm saying that I'm right and the book is wrong. Okay. Who, um, who, do, who do you believe, Joe? Do you believe the book or me? Oh. <laughs> it says Jacques Lafitte. Okay, can, Ed, so can you make that very clear for us to speak? Yeah, I've just started to go. Who replaced Derek Daly in 1983 at Williams? And it's gone with Jacques Lafitte. Okay, so I'm okay, right. Okay, I'll just cross this off then and put B. Okay, so I'm right and the book is wrong. <laughs> but uh, so, I was questioning just to, myself. Just to clarify, there. it does say at the bottom. Let's have, we'll look. See. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. The question is two. Okay, and uh, question... Hold on, hold on. It says, hold on, you're reading the wrong one here. That's it. Answers to page... Look, Joe, that says answers to page 231. So I don't think the book is, is wrong. It, it's slightly odd layout of the book. They got the answers at the bottom of the page. But it says answer. Joe's reading the question from page 229, but he's looking at the answers from page 231, <laughs> um, where it says um, the answer going to the book, Alpha Romeo. Well, that's not even a driver. That that that's a car. No, two C. It says two C. Two C. This yeah. is Alpha Romeo. 
answers to page 231. So you're reading the answers from a different page. The book is not wrong. I'm sure the book is right. And main thing is, look, I'm right. That's all that matters. All right, let's move on. Give me another okay. question, Nat. Okay. And it helps if you actually look at the right answers. Uh, Oh, but that's it, how it works. In, all, in all fairness, it is, it's an odd layout to the book. That is odd. I can understand you making that mistake. Right, you got another question. In that case, that is right. The answer is Jack's the feet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, next one. And question six. Yeah. Where did Maui George Mansell finish in the 1983 European Grand Prix at Brands yeah. Hatch? I'm not 100% sure about that, but what I am sure about is that I was actually there. I was there. Uh, I don't know the answer. It's either third or fourth. It's one of those two. I know it's third or fourth. I'm tempted to say third, being optimistic. Did he finish third? Third is the correct answer. Oh, I've read the book was... correctly this time. Well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, should we, should we, do you want to... You've got, got one more. one more okay. for you. Okay. Uh, so this is... Which Iron Curtain country hosted a Grand Prix for the first time in 1986? That was Hungary. Correct. That's a Hungaro ring. And I can give you some extra information there because the race Go was ahead. won by. I think I know. The, I think I know the one too. Ed, do you want to just check on this on, on the internet? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you the one two, or try and give you the one two from the 86 Hungarian Grand Prix. I'm going to say, Ed. Yes. I'm going to say that first place was Nelson Piquet in the Williams. Second place was Ed Senna in the Lotus, the Lotus Renault. Am I right? Who did you say one? I said first Nelson Piquet, second Ed Senna. Uh, I think first was I think first was Nelson Piquet. So you're right yep. there. Second. Um, just having a look. Uh, yeah, Ed and Senna. Phew. Good. Well, I'm feeling quite smug. Right. Okay. So. Um, You've got a question for Ed. You've got to ask yes. Ed a question. You said last week that Monaco 2018 was your favourite race. I did. Can you name all three of the podium sitters Ooh. from that race? I, I couldn't do that, personally. I, I can. Oh, um, wow. I, I remember quite... I mean, I, I can for my favourite race. Yeah, I remember watching it live. Okay. Um, I've said this before when we were talking about our favourite race. Um, it was a brilliant race. Ricardo having engine issues. Vettel right on his tail, trying to get past. Um, he couldn't. So first was Daniel Ricardo. Correct. Yeah. Second, Sebastian Vettel. Okay, yep. This is the tricky bit now, isn't it? This is the tricky third, bit. Ooh. You see, third could be a few people. It could Ooh. be. It, it could be anyone from uh, any of the other Red Bull, Ferrari, or Mercedes drivers. Okay. It was one. It I think. Okay. Yeah. Can, can um, he, it's going to be a guess. So just, yeah. just go for it. I'll probably go Hamilton. <laughs> wow. You got it. Correct. Got it. Well uh, done. Ricardo, Vettel, yeah. Hamilton. Well, well done. done. Yeah. And, and Ed's got one for yeah, me. Yeah, so I've got one for you. Okay. You said about your favourite race as well. <laughs> um, very similar question. <laughs> what was the podium from that race? <laughs> Same question. Right. Now, I remember Same Verstappen won because, in my eyes, he's the best driver in the current grid on in the rain. Um, I do like him. What race is this again? Sorry. This is uh, Germany, 2019. Oh, yes, yeah. So yeah. I think I know who came second. But you, you... Second was obviously Sebastian Yes, Vettel. that was the surprise, wasn't it? It was amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, God, who's third? And third. Ah, this was another shock. Oh, it is, yeah. It is it a shock. It was Dan Fiat. Yeah, well done. Yes. Yeah, well done, man. That was nice. That's very impressive. impressive. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was a bit easier than Ed's, though, because, you know, that was, all three were very memorable. Yeah, they were. Me. They were. 
Um, I think it's my turn to ask you questions. Yeah. Okay, now, here we go. I'm going to go with uh, Joe. You're going to be first. I want you to name, Joe, three corners from Spa. Okay. Eaux Yes. Blanchiment. Yes. I correct the pronunciation. Was we'll call it Blanchiment. Blanchiment. Well, that's correct. And think back to last week, Joe. My question. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so Ed, Ed knows the third um, one. I know. I know the third one will be difficult. What about? I can think of another. Can I give you a clue? What about the the hairpin? The term one, the hairpin. Oh, I know that. I think. Oh. Right. I, I want to say one. But d- I don't. D- just say it. Just go for it. Okay, it's go a guess. for it. Yeah. Radion. Is that one? Uh, is it, one it, is, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. So, oh. so Radion, I think, is the. I've just listened to the left yeah. hand. It is. And it's then the Obrush. Right. So it's, I wouldn't be able to place it. Well, you've got right. no, you've got Obrush first. Obrush is the is 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 the the left at the bottom of the hill. Radion. And Radion is the the sort of is the sort of. Right, left bit. It's yeah, the second right. part of the over. I, I wouldn't have been able to well, do that. That's that impressive. Hey, can you give us the other corners? You had two in mind, Ed. Uh, so the one we had from last week, cool. Yeah, good. Uh, that fast right hand. Or the double, or the double gorge, as they might say in Belgium. And then la sauce. Yeah, la sauce. Which is time That's on. it. Now, uh, Ed, your question is is slightly more difficult. Uh, I want you to name three corners from Monza. Monza. Yeah, this oh, is. I've got that. We have. Yeah, Parabolica, Curva Grande, and Scari. Yes. Oh, I, think, I, I think Spa was harder. Really? One, actually, because it's Parabolica and Curva Grande. Both yeah. have been mentioned in the past episodes. Probably yeah. the third one's quite difficult. But yeah, I, should, I should have said four corners. If I said a fourth corner. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm a bit, oh, less my Yes, well done. We, we mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's impressive. Okay. Good work. Is that the end of the questions? It is. Uh, it is. Yeah. That's Excellent. Did we all get? We all got four marks there. Wow. Um, yeah. No, for me, marks. it was a complete guess. Four marks. <laughs> on that so, last bar question. So, well done. Uh, we must be moving on to what? What is next? What? What is next? A to Z in motorsport. It's the A to Z of motorsport, and this week's letter is. Well, last week it was the letter G. So, if I know my alphabet, I think the next letter is going to be H. Yes. Um, I, ch- shall I shall I kick off with this? I, I, I'm going to kick off with this. Yeah. And actually, uh, I, I didn't know what those questions were going to be, by the way. Uh, so it's a bit of a coincidence. I'd already decided that H would be the Hungarian. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yes, as as you said in the quiz question, it, its first race was in 1986. Not not my favourite circuit in the world. Um, it's probably the, maybe one of the first circuits kind of started the trend of Slow circuits, slow twisty circuits. Technically, there aren't any fast corners on uh, the Hungarian ring. It's a little bit like a street circuit. Well, it is, but yeah, it's a bit like, like a street circuit, isn't it? I, I once heard Obviously, it was compare, uh, compared to Monaco without yes. the boats. I, I was going to say, well, that, I like that. Or you could say it's a street circuit without the walls. <laughs> um, there are no fast corners. There, there is one reasonably fast right-hander, isn't there? Fairly, fairly early on in the circuit. Uh, yes, actually, it's yeah. it's. It's not a classic. They actually changed the layout. Um, they extended the, the front straight a few years ago. And actually, what, what, what that has meant is it's much easier to overtake. Of course, nowadays with DRS, you can overtake anyway. There have been, despite the tight, twisty nature of the circuit, despite the fact that certainly before DRS, it was very difficult to overtake, there have been some good races. Races that stand out. Well, the first one was pretty good. 
Um, PK narrowly defeating uh, Senna, as I mentioned earlier. The 89 was a bit of a classic. I think it's 89. Can you just check this for me, Ed? 89 that Nigel Mansell won. It's a very famous overtake, I think, of Ayrton Senna. Um, I think that was 89. I think also the 1990 race was very good, where I think Thierry Bootson won. Um, so there have been some. And also a good race was 97. 1997, Damon Hill, is the year after he won the World Championship with Williams, racing for... I want to say arrows. They used to be called arrows. I think they were called something else in um, in '97. Um, so the, this wasn't the world's most competitive car, but he dominated dominated the race and actually had some mechanical issue with a few laps to go. That would have been one of the big upsets, actually. Um, so there have been some memorable races, despite the fact it's not the world's greatest racetrack. Did you find out the year in which? Mansell won. Don't worry if you haven't, but I'm uh, going to say it's 89. I'm pretty sure it's 89. I'll go and check when I get home. If we'll it's check wrong. the book and then I'll get it wrong. Well, <laughs> I'll read the wrong page. If it's wrong, if it's wrong, I will admit to my error next week. Oh, actually, I've just found it. We just found it. Okay, what's so the year? The 1989. Yeah. Uh, German GP. No, no, Hung Hungarian. Oh, oh sorry. Yes. Hungarian. Yes. Oh, you found the German one. Yeah. <laughs> tell, thinking, us the tell us the German. Tell us the German. I was thinking Hungarian. Actually, um, can, I, can I guess the 89... German Grand Prix. Go for it. I think it might be Alan Prost. Uh, he's not. He came second. Second, second, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's pretty good. Okay, that's well, pretty I knew one of them. You've guessed the one too. Yeah. Should, should we move on? Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. go last. Um, so there, there'll be Hung Hungary. I'm interested. interested to, what have you got, Ed, for H? I think Joe's going to go first. Okay, well, uh, Joe, what have sure. you got? What, what have you got? Uh, H is Hanoi. Ooh. Oh. The circuit obviously removed without a race. Um, you know more about the circuit than most people. So the, the first sector's all right, actually. Some some, some I, decent corners. I don't really like the first sector. So it's just it's a left-hander, quite a, quite a, a fast-ish right-hander. It's quite and a another long left right-hand. Yeah, so it's well, quite. This sounds. Quite this right. sounds. So yeah. It's quite fast corners. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you uh, get onto a really long straight. Yeah. yeah. Then quite it's fine. another really long straight, oh, which is all of sector two. Yeah. But sector three is quite nice. Sector three but it's just those really um this they're longer than Abu Dhabi's straight. Like to me, to me it, it shows a lack of creativity on the circuit design. There's, there's not even a curve. Hugely long straight. Uh, is there a really tight corner at the end of it? A hairpin. There's a hairpin, hairpin. at the oh, end. Gosh. So what it is, it, it's it's a really long straight, um a, a roundabout section, yeah. just like that, but it I don't know. Obviously, you can't see what real F1 cars will be like, but yeah. I can't really. There's not too many um, overtakes happening in that roundabout, and also the traction you get off that roundabout really sets you up for that. Probably the longest straight in F1 had it been raced, yeah. and then DRS with that is overpowering. Well, of course it would have been. Yeah. I don't think it's a great loss, uh, and we talked about this the other day. It's designed by Herman Tilke. Yeah. 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 It won't be a great circuit. You designed so Abu Dhabi. You designed all the terrible race circuits in the world. <laughs> that Turkey. Apart from Turkey, I don't know what he's doing that day. <laughs> perhaps he wasn't. What he was drinking. Perhaps he wasn't concentrating. <laughs> perhaps he wasn't focusing then. Um, Imagine but, if Herman Tilker is our 217 podcast listener. I think oh, we might have to apologise. Yes, we might have to apologise profusely. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's a very nice person, but he's just not very good at designing racetracks. Hey ho. Um, and uh, yeah. Moving on Ed, to Ed's... I, I, in my H. mind, I've got an idea what you might say, but... Um, uh, my H, I think, is quite on topic, really. So my H is, is, is on topic um, yeah. after this weekend, really, and it's Lewis Hamilton. Um, oh, yes, who, that's this good, weekend actually. wrapped up his seventh 
Drivers World Championship, matching the what people thought would never be beaten Michael Schumacher's record. Yeah, well, good, excellent. Actually, well done. We didn't mention that earlier. Yeah, so well like, done for yeah, mentioning. Yeah, missed some obvious ones. Well, yeah, yes. Well, yeah. It's and it's a great drive for him on Sunday. Um, starting sixth, and he never really made a mistake. Unlike his teammate, that's Pantas, one of the few races. Six spins. One of the few races where he had to actually fight to win yeah. it, by the sounds of it. Yeah. So I, I think, in all fairness, I'm not a huge Hamilton fan, but he certainly showed his class. Yeah, in that and it race. was a commanding victory in the end. He won by quite a bit. decent margin. I mean, when I say I'm not a Hamilton fan, I used to be. When he was in, I'm going to say GP2. I think it was GP2. I think it was when he was in. It was GP2. Yeah, it was, he was, you know, incredibly exciting. You know, in GP, he was ART. He was ART yeah. That's right. I think he was teammates with with Nico Rosberg. I think in, <laughs> in that right. team. But he was, you know, you know, a really exciting driver. When he came to Formula One, a really exciting driver. The issue I've got with Hamilton is he's he's been the best car for the last seven or eight years. So really, even he, even when he started off, that McLaren Mercedes wasn't bad, was it? Yeah, he's always so been he's, he's always, always been, been in a good, good car. car. Yeah. So I mean, the, the last few years, he's only really raced against his teammates, and, and Max Verstappen. So he's only got to beat... And in fact, Landon Norris made this point, didn't he? Yeah. The other day. He's, he's only really racing against two people. But the thing, I, the thing I don't like about Lewis Hamilton is that he's very much embraced the, the celebrity culture. And how old is he now? 35. He's 35, but he dresses, dresses like a 15-year-old. Yeah. That's the issue I have. Yeah. I prefer my racing drivers to be like James Hunt. Old yeah. school. Well, if you look at Hamilton, he's... He's always been fighting for the championship. He joined 2007 at McLaren. He was fighting for the world championship. He won in 2008. Then he had a bit of a... 2009, the McLaren actually wasn't a good car. It wasn't. Um, and I, I would argue, because he, he won the... His first win in 2009 was... I think it was in, in Germany. It was. It was the Nürburgring. And I was impressed by that, because the car wasn't that competitive. So really, that's the only year where he hasn't had the best car. But he actually showed his class that year. So he is an incredible driver. Yes, he is the best driver in the world, but he has been fortunate in that he's been the best car for the last, I'm going to say, six. Oh, yeah, the best drivers get the best, he, the best He joined cars. Mercedes 2013. Yeah, um, That was a good move. To leave yeah. McLaren when he did, yeah. to join Mercedes then, because had he stayed at McLaren, well, probably wouldn't have won any World Champion. Well, he obviously won one before then, but... That probably would have been it. You, you, you are right. Excellent. Well, that, thank you for that, Ed. That was an extremely good uh, choice. Uh, we're now moving on to uh, the weekend. Is there any the F1 race this weekend or not? It's probably, um, probably, I, I it might be, you know. That's uh, okay. Well, let, let's just check on that. But there is definitely a MotoGP this weekend. Um, sadly, it's the last MotoGP of the season. It's at Portimao, where the Formula One race was a few weeks ago. Um, now, Joe, you'll be impressed with my prediction for this. Okay. Um, I'm going to predict, well, the, the, I predict the winner in MotoGP will either be Alex Rins or Jack Miller. Um, I, I think Jack Miller is perhaps the favourite. They actually spoke about this during the commentary for um, the, over the Valencia weekend. And they said that because Portimao is very much up and down, it's a bit like a dirt track. Jack Miller's a very good dirt tracker. It's also got a very long straight, which will suit the suit the, the Ducati. So 
I think Jack Miller is the favourite. And it's about time he won a race. He's been very consistent all year. He's had a number of podiums. Um, His last win was in 2016. He is overdue a win. He deserves to win. I'd love to see him win. Uh, I'll match you on that then, sir, for my usual prediction. Yeah, Probably due to my limited knowledge. uh, (laughs) No, I think that that's a good choice. Ed, any thoughts about that? Um, I think just echo everything we've said so far. Yeah. Um, well, what about what about Joao Mir now the pressure's off Joao Mir might th- you know he's, he's won the world championship he might think well, you know what nothing to lose he might as well go for it so it could be a win oh tell you who I'd like to see on the podium who would I like to see on the podium and I think you know this oh uh, Nakagami Nakagami yeah Nakag- oh Nakagami so we've said that he always finishes fourth we'd love to see him on the podium at Valencia he was he, he was overtaking to, to, for third place and he fell off yeah, but well, he qualified for third, didn't he? Yeah. I'd like to see him on the podium. He's been qualifying well recently. Yeah. He's, um, he's got a podium. He's got to podium at some stage. So this is his last chance. I will, after the weekend, I'll be a little bit sad because no more MotoGP for, obviously, for a while. When Thank- does it restart again? Oh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, we've got a few months without it. Because we've already got the F1 2021 calendar. Yeah. And that starts in March, ends in December. So it's, it's uh, not that long a break then, is it? No. So is, is there, there, there isn't an F1 race this weekend, or is there? Uh, no, I think it's next it's, week. And then I imagine, the then I imagine we're going to have we're going to have three. Surely, are we going to have three in a row? Because we we're into December. Yeah. It's got to end. And, and, then, and then it starts in March. It's got to again. end before yeah. the year is out, isn't it? And it starts in March again. It starts in March, so it's not very much of a break, no. is it? No. So, so I, 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 I'm assuming we've got a week's break, then we got probably three in a row because we MotoGP. This weekend will be the third race in a row on successive weekends. Excellent. Um, so I think that just about wraps it up uh, for yep. this week's uh, edition. Um, hopefully, well, we will get together, obviously, same time next week. So it's good evening from me. Good evening. Good evening from Joe. And good evening from Ed. This was an SJC Radio production. The writers and presenters were Mr. Bird, Joe and Ed. And this week's episode was also produced and edited by Mr. Bird. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started. So head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well.